1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Derek Somerville with Backpacking and Blisters. Alongside me today is the only man I've ever known to slather himself in horse dunk to avoid being eaten by a bear. He had to survive, guys, and that's what he had to do. Impressive or just another day in the park with Carl? Carl, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Not a big fan of the horse poop, to be honest. You do what you got to do, you yeah. know? You know, you I, we'll you probably hit do. this in another episode, but there is actually, I've got some horse stories for sure, but not today. Today we got survival, and today's title, Derek, I don't even think you know this yet, but I'm entitling mm. this episode... Who needs Bear grills when you have Derek? Whoa. Whoa. That's intense. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. But as usual, I've got a few tidbits. Tidbit it away, buddy. So, first one is somebody left a message on, or I guess a review on our um, YouTube video. Mm-hmm a lady named Jen, and she said the video inspired her to do a springtime hike during her spring break, because she's also a teacher, in the Finger Lakes oh, wow. area in Right New on, York. Jen. Yeah. Good for you, Jen. Good for you. Yeah. That's cool. She kind of made me feel like a sissy, to be honest, because I feel like March well. in upstate New York is, like, not super comfortable, but... I hear that. She's doing it. Well, she's, you know, she's tougher than you, and then she's tougher than you. I, you know? I think she might be, but kudos to you. So awesome for that. That's rad. I saw, so there's something out there that, you know, you've probably heard of this, where p- people that are doing through hikes, like, they try to come up with their own trail names. Mm. Have you heard that mm. before? I have heard that, Okay, yes. so it's pretty common, and people are, like, way into their trail names, and we'll, we'll probably address that later on, um an episode where we addressed the long trails and the through hikes and that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. there was a like, Hey, if you don't have a trail name, like here's a really fast way to come up with one. So (laughs) (laughs) it is, so I want to see what your trail name would be. It is 
what color shirt are you wearing? Plus, what's the last food that you ate? <laughs> like, you want me to say it right now? Yeah, what you got? Uh, okay, wait. What color is my shirt? So, I'm trying to think the last thing I ate was last night. I didn't even eat this morning yet. So, uh, it would be gray burrito. That's, that's, <laughs> gray my, that's burrito. my trail name. <laughs> the gray burrito. I like it. So, mine is actually like like coincidentally relates to a message that one of our listeners sent me. And so mine is blue pepperoni. That's that's appropriate. Yeah. I feel like that's appropriate. Well, he yeah. he called me Carl Pepperoni, kind of making fun of my last name. And I got to say, like, typically with the middle school students, I usually get, like, ravioli and macaroni and, like, manicotti right. sometimes. But I haven't got the pepperoni yet, so. Wow, pepperonis. Well, at least he branched out, you know. That one was for, for Greg, so there you go, Greg. Final tidbit is here in a few minutes, we're actually going to have a special guest. And this is going to be a legend. Legend. A legend. Yeah. First female guest, because like we are actually getting a pretty big spike in listeners that are females, at least according to Facebook likes and that kind of thing, which is Mm. super awesome and really excited about that. So I figured we should have a female perspective on every once in a while. And we are going to bring on my wife, Jessica. And she's going to kind of play along with this episode for part of it. Now, she's not going to be in for the whole episode, but we'll introduce her here in a little bit and see what she's got for us. So yeah, It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is our, I think this is going to be like part one of many upcoming episodes on survival. And the reason why I think that is because we kind of touched on survival a little bit with our backpacking and an apocalypse ep- episode. Mm. And that was like a really popular episode. So, yeah. And I don't even know that we had really all that good information. It was more just kind of a for fun episode. But we'll, as we kind of di- dive into the topic of survival, we are going to hopefully get to some, some helpful tips, but also some things that might be unexpected and some, some things that are not like where, you know, you're, you're stranded somewhere with. I don't know, some kind of random piece of gear, kind of like how right. Survivor Man did it. Um, we're going to do things like that are backpacking related, for sure, and hiking related. So right, right, right. are you ready for this, Derek? I'm going to give it my all, as I always try to do. So, all right. Let's dive in. Let's dive let's in. Go. Okay. So let me give you the rules for this episode. I actually asked Derek to bring a die, a six-sided die with him, because mm. this is going to kind of be like survival... Dungeons and Dragons. Wait a minute. Wait, I have a four-sided die. Hold on. <laughs> okay. All right, I got it. All right. Yeah, I know. Because okay. you probably played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons when you were younger, so you probably have like the 20-sided <laughs> die and the 10-sided <laughs> die. I ne- I've never played that game. When was the last time you were a dungeon no. master? Let me ask you that question. A dungeon master? Dude, that was your game. Okay. I did, I've never played it. I, I think I watched... I take that back. I take that back. I played it once at an arcade. That was it. Oh, like a and video really game. Now, this is where you like we come up with scenarios, and you've got to kind of play through. It's some role playing here, so you're gonna play along. This might be your first time actually playing. And that's okay. Your generation's a slightly older one, so maybe that's <laughs> no, maybe I don't not. know. That's what you guys used to do. I don't know. I, I was glued to Nintendo, man. <laughs> what am I like? Seven months older than you? <laughs> that's a lot. That's in, a lot. In oh my you know, goodness. Unless I was a dog, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Uh, okay, so. I need to roll the die. Well, let me give you the, the setup first. Okay, give me the scenario. 
Okay, so there's going to be, I actually came up with six survival backpacking scenarios. And so you're going to roll, actually, no, I'm sorry, I came up with five. And then if you roll the six, then you get to choose which one you're going to address. But I was going to have you go mm-hmm. through two of them and then have Jessica go through one of them and see kind of um, what you guys come up with. And okay. you, you can ask as many questions as you want to make sure that you understand kind of what's going on. You mm-hmm. Don't assume anything. And then you can, yeah, you just kind of talk through what you would do in order to survive under, mm-hmm. you know, like best circumstances and mm-hmm. depending upon the situation. So I've got lots of different types of situations and you've, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta think through this, Derek. Okay. I'll do what I can. Okay. I'll do what I can. I know that whatever these are, they're going to be ridiculous. So that's okay, but I'm ready for it. They're not, no, these are things that could actually happen. And they're in a variety of environments in some different seasons. So I tried to be creative with this. All right. Fair enough. So we'll see. I just have a, I just have a sneaking suspicion that we're going to get one particular scenario and you're going to make an assumption about it and you're going to be like, I, I can't understand why I can't do this. And then you're going to end up dying and it's going to be bad. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell You've you why like, you died. You're like, well, duh, I would have known that. And then premeditated. This is so yeah, premeditated. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of nervous for you. Just tell me what number it is so I don't roll that number. <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> what number do you want me to roll? Is that okay? So you want me to roll right now? Bef- no, no, no. Before we jump in, do you know who the? I don't know that we like. I I, I felt bad because last episode I didn't do my Bible verse. So I want to jump into this right away. But I was trying to think of like survivalists, and we already kind of okay. mentioned um, like Jesus going to the wilderness. And I thought right. I thought maybe John the Baptist might be the best like survival. Bible character gonna, out there? Yeah, he, he was a baller. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. I he, mean if, yeah. In Matthew chapter three, um, it talks about John wore a garment of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. Yes. His food was locusts and wild honey. Baller. Yeah. True baller. So that's that's pretty that's pretty sweet. He didn't just survive, he thrived out there and did some pretty awesome stuff with preparing the way for the Lord. So I don't I think we're not quite to that level. I think we're just going to try to survive the scenario. At least you are. Very well. All right. Okay. Let me also preface this by saying that in some of the scenarios, uh, you're going to be with some different folks and okay. you and that might be helpful or a hindrance. Fair enough. Okay. Go ahead and roll the die. Pressure's on. Yeah. Here we go. 4. Okay. All right. So this one is in Zion National Park. All right. Okay, you're hiking through a narrow, steep canyon, and you have prepared. You actually looked up the the forecast ahead of time, and there was no rain in the forecast. Mm, mm. But as you continue to hike, let's say this is your second day, dark clouds are rolling in. Dark clouds are rolling in. You're in a group of five, and you're kind of hiking in and out of a stream through this canyon. That's kind of part of the trail. The stream is at calf level at this point and okay. the canyon walls are they're steep but mm. they look climbable mm. they also look like like they might be kind of loose and crumbly what do you do it's not raining yet right Correct. or it could be but it's not raining okay it's not okay, raining well, yet. let's let's just go back to the beginning for a second and uh having some bad experiences with assuming it's not going to rain I didn't bring a jacket, and I now make it a staple to always bring a jacket, regardless. Okay. Um, so I would have a jacket if it did gotcha. rain. That's number one. Number two, I'm in a group of five. There's no rain, but I'm in a I'm in a canyon with a stream, 
a calf level. So I think at this point, um, if if I am I on like a time limit? Do I have to get somewhere by a certain time? Or do I have like? Is it you know? Fair question. No, I think you just you're gonna go to the end of the king, and by the end of the day, and there'll be a campsite there. Okay. And do we do we know how about how far we are from the end of the canyon? Great question again. You are about halfway into the hike for the day. So Ooh, we'll say that you're like four miles away. Let's say it's a it's a shorter day because you're in and out of water and it's kind of okay. challenging. Okay. So I think uh, to me, for me, safety always is primary. So I think if we're to that point, we're hiking this canyon and we're like, you know, like these clouds are just about on top of us. I think it's time to like try to maybe not focus on getting out of the canyon because uh, we're not going to make it before it rains, but try to, you know, I don't know. I've never been to Zion National Park, so let me ask you, because I, I, when I think of canyon, I'm thinking of the Grand Canyon, and there were flash floods there, but we could also climb to, like, higher ground where they had some right. areas you could, you could camp and stuff. So you're, so yeah, my you're first... on the right track with this. So, this, this. so the walls are not obviously, like, thousands of feet high like the Grand Canyon. We're talking, like, 100 right. to 200 feet high. So, I mean, if I can't climb it, though, you're saying they're crumbly, which, which they is dangerous. They might be crumbly, yep. Um, I, if I can't find a spot that's, like, not crumbly um, or looks safe to some degree, do I even have, I mean, that's a pretty big climb, 100 feet with no, I'm assuming I have no, like, rock climbing gear, right? Well, that's what um, you gotta ask. You, you gotta say, what kind of rock climbing gear do I have? Well, if I knew ahead of time that's a possibility that I might need to do that, I mean, I did see the movie 27 hours, so, or 100, <laughs> was it 127 hours? I may bring some basic climbing gear, so, but I'm not like the best, I don't, I'm not like well-versed in that, so I think my first instinct would be, is there a higher ground area that we could just shelter ourselves and maybe wait it out, or or camp out, or something like that, because I, I just thinking of the Grand Canyon, there were like little inlets or small little rises where you could kind of like pitch a tent and hang yeah. out and wait for it. Okay. That would be option one for me. So that would be my first instinct. If that, okay. obviously that doesn't work, if there's nowhere to go, then I think either one or two things, you you got to figure out how to climb out, <clears throat> which could be kind of gnarly with five guys and all that gear, or you power through i don't know how i don't know the flash flood scenario in zion so that might be something yeah, no flash floods in any canyons are pretty dangerous pretty so gnarly, you, you identify right? so. the risks that was good and then you have a game plan for yeah trying to just basically get to higher ground you don't have to climb all the way out like you said so i think that's a good solution um yeah. you did mention that maybe you would be prepared with some climbing gear if you anticipate that's a problem you probably wouldn't have brought some if you saw the forecast was going to be good though probably so not. i think kind of moving forward you would just assume that you have the gear that you would typically have. So typically we have parachute cord. So you could send your your stronger climber up to higher ground to kind of set up a, a, a fixed line um, to kind of help in case people are losing their footing on crumbly surfaces if there was somebody who was a stronger climber. But I would accept your answer. I think that's just, yeah, simply getting to higher ground, whatever it looks like, whether it's just all the way out of the canyon or even a little ways up before you can you know diagnose the danger now. So my backup answer, which is something we've talked about, but we've never actually done it, is just to bring some inflatable inner tubes and just. Oh yes! How fun would that be? That would be fun, but that would be so fun, though, right? (laughs) And then you could pick up other hikers along the way that weren't able to get Uh, out fast enough. (laughs) You could just make a chain. You could make a big chain. That would be. That's my dream. One day to do that. I feel like we need to do that one day. 
Okay. I, you but, know, uh, I'm glad you rolled a four because I feel like that was the... I think that's like one of the was easier that the one? entry level ones. Oh, that was the easier one? Okay. Yeah, no, I think that was kind of one to warm us up. So <laughs> let's... Uh, that wasn't the one you wanted me to screw up on? <laughs> Let me tell you this. <laughs> Since we're going to probably do multiple episodes on this, I think we're going to get to all these scenarios at some point. Uh, but okay. let us bring in our next guest. Hello, Jessica. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. All right, we are in the midst of a survival episode. Have you, like, before we jump into your scenario that you've got to deal with, what, have you ever had, like, a survival-type scenario while you've been out hiking or backpacking? No. Do you want to know why? (laughs) Why (laughs) Because you've been with Carl? (laughs) Who usually plans the trips? (laughs) Sienna, their daughter, plans the trips. That's right. Every one of them. That's right. I actually just thought of a survival scenario that you were that you had to deal with on a backpacking trip. What's that? So we was went it emotional. Yeah, there's some emotion. Probably going on, okay. for sure. Probably. <laughs> it's Carl though. I mean, yeah, Derek. I don't think this is like the year before you started going with us, but we went, of course, to Yosemite, and we went to the top of Half Dome, which is that like for those of you who don't know Yosemite very well, it's in pretty much every single picture in Yosemite, but it's like at a sheer cliff face on one side and you kind of hike up the backside but it's still really steep it's like 45 degree angle on the rock they have cables and metal poles that are sticking to the rock they actually have a pile of gloves at the bottom to help you um, ascend and descend and so basically once you get on top there's like a 4,000 foot almost a 4,000 foot sheer drop off and it's big up top there but there's still a drop off and it's still disconcerting and Jessica learned that day what'd you learn um, well, I learned that I have a severe fear of heights. Right. Which mm. was fine. Fine on the way up, not mm. fine on the way down. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So we, we, we got her down, but there was some emotion going on, and she had some good perseverance. But well, actually, Carl is on the way up. Do you want to say that? What part on the way up? I was halfway up the mountain and realized that... Oh. I guess I'm misremembering. Panic attack, yeah. Yeah. So Knowlton and I helped Jessica down through the, her panic attack, and she survived that day, but she is not wanting to go on top of a mountain peak at all. She hasn't wanted that's to fair. since then. So anyway, that's our little get to know Jessica there. Thanks for sharing your <laughs> <laughs> probably a low moment in your backpacking career. Jessica, at least you didn't slide down the granite rock like Carl didn't fall into a river. <laughs> So that's a plus. <laughs> Do you know, you know you don't know about this, Derek? Do, were, you weren't with us. No, I wasn't. No, I've never done half dome actually. Okay, I've this never is done what Well, I have, but not, I can go all the way up. Yeah, go ahead. Whoa, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait! You, you haven't gone all the way up. We well, just talked about how my wife had a panic attack and she made it to the top. You didn't go all the way up. Well, let, let me, if you want the whole story, you can have it. If you want to assume, you can do that too. The whole story is I was 10 with okay. my family. <clears throat> we hiked up the dirt trail, you know, zigzag, switchback, probably, I don't know, halfway, three quarters. And then they were like, we need to go back to the camp. So I'm okay. like, I had to go. What am I going to do? 10 years old, I'll give it to you. I, cr- <laughs> I crushed it though. I had no backpack, just a, just a water bottle. Crushed it. I believe it. That was okay. the start of a dream. <laughs> That's the start. Start of a dream. All right. All right. So we've kind of taken a little break from this whole survival scenario stuff. I think it's time to throw one at Jessica. So Jessica, I got a die for you. Okay. And you, you got to re-roll any number four because we are any four. number but four. Okay. Three. All right. She's got three. 
Okay, so this one, you are in a group of three people, and you are in a place called Lake of the Ozarks. So this is like, we're talking Missouri Is that Missouri? Like the bottom of Missouri? The south? Yeah, southeastern part of Missouri. Kind of the Lake of the Ozarks goes into (laughs) Arkansas as well. Fun fact about Lake of the Ozarks, by the way, is that the coastline, if you were to add up all the miles of coastline, it's actually longer than the entire coast of California. Whoa. Is that another Google thing you found out? No, Knowlton told me that like three times in a row when I visited him when he was living in Missouri. And so I now can't forget it. (laughs) Wow. It's late spring. And prior to the trip, you have one of your group members. We'll call this group member Rocky. Um, He (laughs) gets stung by a bee. This this could happen, actually. (laughs) He gets stung by a bee and... He has never had an allergic reaction before, so he kind of just ignores it. No big deal. And you kind of forget that that even happened as well. But you're two days into a four-day trip, and not Rocky, but another guy gets bit by a snake in the calf, and it's you identify the snake as rust-colored, doesn't have a rattle. And meanwhile, as you try to identify what is going on with the snake bite, um, Rocky's finger starts to have major swelling, he waits till then to tell you. And <laughs> typical. typical. <laughs> he also shares with you that he's not sure if it's related, but he's got a burning sensation under his one of his armpits. So mm. you've got mm. Rocky, you've got another guy with a snake bite. Wow. We'll call him we'll call him just Greg. How about that? And, and then there's you. <laughs> so I'm so I mean, glad I did not roll number three. Trip here. <laughs> so glad I rolled a four. Right. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Oh, man. This is like in your single days, and who knows what's going on. But. Good luck, Jessica. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, so I have a few questions. So, Fine. was his finger swollen the whole time, and he just didn't tell us until then, or it just suddenly started swelling kind of irrelevant but well because it is rocky because you don't even know so you just know that now it's it's like major swelling and it looks bad well maybe it's not related to the bee bite 
Yeah, I'll give you a quick play-by-play play play of what happened. Rocky got stung by a bee, and he's like, dude, no, I'm good. Let's just keep going. Like, I'm fine. And then you just, you don't you don't think about it. And then that way, whether it's swollen or not, you don't really know, because it's Rocky. Yeah, and he, he says everything's he's, fine. He's one of the tougher guys, so he's not going to give you a whole lot of information about that. Okay, okay. I don't know that much about that area. Do they have rattlesnakes there? They do have rattlesnakes there. They've mm. got all sorts of snakes there. Mm. Uh, Lots. Like poisonous? Who, who planned this trip? Cotton mouth snakes. I know. Uh, <laughs> who planned this Carl, trip? Carl did. <laughs> I planned Typical it. Typical. I, I, I didn't even go on the trip, apparently. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> Put his wife in danger and didn't even go. <laughs> so there's some rattlesnakes. There's some cotton mouth snakes. There are uh, copperheads in the area. Ooh, I think I've heard of those. So just say the deadliest place on earth. Just, that's where she went. <laughs> okay, okay. How... Like how many miles till you get to a, a trailhead? So you're, you're you're like two days away. So we'll assume you're at least from a trail twenty miles away. Yeah. Oh, and because Derek's not on the trip, miles. we don't have his sat phone <laughs> or my savvy or savvy his wisdom. Okay. Well, I. Okay, Ooh. people are now complaining. You're kind of like. Not making a decision right now, so people are starting to well, really. Well, I'm asking get questions. I, I know, need to, I know, but you don't want to make the, the you don't want to make the wrong choice in a survival situation. So true. So true. <laughs> okay, true. all right. So I think what I don't know what the burning in the armpits thing is. <laughs> if it's like in the lymph nodes, I don't know. So I think what I would have to do is I'd probably. Tell them to just stay where they are because you don't want to get the snake bite victims' like heart rate up. They're supposed to relax, so I'd probably mm. make them just mm. stay there and then I don't know, run out, leave my pack, okay, run out and get help. Okay. Did um, I? Did they survive? Did I survive? I think I think that in this scenario, <laughs> the snake bite victim would have survived. And if you ran out, let's say that you just whatever you're you're tough and you, you put your 20 miles in that day, you're motivated, you had the adrenaline going, and you got out there. I, I would assume you'd be taking a map and have have marked on the map exactly where you left everybody. Right. Okay. Um, I think that <laughs> another thing you want to do is at least yeah. ask if anybody's got an epipen for the bee sting. And in this case, they wouldn't have because there wasn't a previous allergic reaction. But it's okay to ask that question. Because it's not a rattlesnake, the other snakes in this area do have... Wait, how do you know it's not a rattlesnake? I told you it didn't have a rattle. Oh. Yeah. It's, well, it's rust color. do they all have rattles? Baby ones? Baby ones are not. I told you that it was rust colored and didn't have rattles. I think at that point, it's okay, okay to assume that it wasn't a rattlesnake. And even though other snakes are venomous, they do not kill most of the time. So actually, in this case... The um, we'll, we'll call him Greg could have actually walked out and it might have caused some damage, but he could have survived. Better situation, I think, was to, to for you to go get help. So I like that better. Maybe bring in a helicopter because you don't want to get the guy's heart rate up. It's okay to give him something to do. You want to investigate what this what the uh, the burning sensation is under the armpits. And in that case, because you're in Missouri, they have a crazy number of ticks. So mm, I would have yeah. allowed the snake bite victim Greg to. Uh, focus on using the tweezers and pulling ticks out of Rocky's armpit. And that way <laughs> he was helping somebody else and possibly didn't, uh, would not have um, had his own heart rate go up. And Rocky likely would have survived the bee sting, although he might have had some major swelling by the time help came. And 
just side note, this did actually happen with the, with the bee sting, but we did take care of this before the trip. It was yeah. 2 a.m. Yeah. before we left at 4 a.m., but it was still before the trip. That was a that was fun for you and all of yeah. us, really. I mean, yeah, it's good. sure. All right, so there you go, Lake of the Ozarks. I'm gonna say pass. Good job. Well done. Well done, Jessica. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I would have just let him die and just run out, you know. <laughs> yeah, but like oh, I said, man. he probably wasn't gonna die because because of the type of snake. And also, just so you know, 50% of snake bites overall, like averaging out, are dry bites. They don't release their venom because they know they're not gonna take down a human. That's a gamble I don't want to take, though. There's one thing I didn't say I would do, okay, go which ahead. is give Benadryl. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I carry Benadryl with me. That's right. So First aid kit, Benadryl. Benadryl. Well played. Well right. played. Okay. It's a solid answer. All right. So Jessica just checked in to, to show her survival skills. And well done. Thanks for joining us, Jessica. Thanks. I'll go hike Thanks with you, Jessica. Me. I feel safe now. Okay. So we... So, all right. So there you go. So we had a guest survivalist right there. Derek, I got one more for you. So go ahead and roll the die. Got to reroll threes and fours. A lot of pressure. Yeah. No threes and fours, right? Correct. Okay. Here we go. That was a four. Let's do it again. Okay. Two. 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 Okay. Gotcha. All right. All right. Not the one that I assumed you would struggle with, but we'll get so to that one later. One or, one or five. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, okay. Let's do two. Do you know what one of the most dangerous places in terms of weather is in the United States? Weather. Um, yeah. I'm going to guess. Like it could be it, nice, and then like five minutes later, it could be just like 100 mile an hour winds. Oh, blowing okay. Blowing snow. I'm gonna, I'm going to say, I want to see either like Washington or Colorado or maybe like Minnesota or something. Okay, so you, you're halfway there. It is Washington, but it's not the state of Washington. It's a mountain called Mount Washington in New Hampshire. And mm. yeah, okay. so okay. it's it's pretty bad. It's fair. Um, they have roads that go to the top. They have, you know, they get stuff on top. But for whatever reason, people, they hike to the top. They don't choose the right seasons. Weather rolls in, and I feel like there's, I got to look at the statistics, but the people die there every single year. And so I'm going to say that you're, you're far enough away from the road on Mount Washington where um, you're kind of out there. You're still kind of wildernessy, so to speak. And so you're not, yeah, so, so basically you got to be prepared for, for some bad weather here. All right? Okay. Okay. So you're in a group of, of guys, and I'm going to say that you're with a guy named Steve. A guy named Ryan, mm. a guy named Chris is awesome, and a guy <laughs> named SectionHiker.com. <laughs> oh boy! Again with the Section Hiker. I love well, it. Well, he's he's joining. He, he has respect for you. So I'm glad that you found some legit info on there. By the way, that was I'm proud of you. <laughs> you know what I'm talking I about. I did. I posted it on the Facebook site. I I didn't find the stuff you found. I I, gotta, I have to have you show me where all these quizzes are, whatever this information is. Yeah, you gotta know where to look, buddy. but. But by the way, <laughs> I'm going to invite him onto our podcast, by the way. So yes, do it. We'll see if, we'll see if he comes. Totally do it. Okay. All right. So you're 12 miles okay. on this hike All right. before you realize that somebody, probably sectionhiker.com, forgot the tent. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Actually, he's, he'd probably be the least, one to, to, least likely one to forget it because he's like, I hope he hears this. I hope he hears this and gets to be on. That'd be really good. So he, yeah. for, he forgot the tent and... Yeah. 
There's something else. And funny. and nobody looked at the gear list to identify that everybody is required to bring fire starting items. So and nobody did. So you have no fire starting <laughs> items and you have no tent. <laughs> what? This is what I mean. You come up with ridiculous. This is what I said at the beginning. Is this going to be ridiculous? And you're like, no, this could really no, no, happen. No, no, no. no, no. I, this is okay. First <laughs> of all, think about who we go with. Could somebody forget the tent? Yes. Well, in our group, sure, yeah. But these are <laughs> these are twelve guys. I don't or guys I don't even know. So of course I'm going to make sure. As we have people listening, people are nodding their heads like, "Yeah, I know somebody who forgot the tent one time." Anyway, true. And then true. matches like I like I've been on trips where there haven't been matches. So you know my love of fire. The whole backpacking blisters crew know I love fire. I have slight pyro, and I would not forget that stuff. Congratulations. Um, it's fall. <laughs> so you're saying I forgot it's, anyway. Okay. I had, so. to have, I had to have a scenario where you had to figure out the warmth. So this is, this is what I come up with. <laughs> it's fall. It's cold at night. And as oh, you know, it, it's very volatile. So you could kind of expect anything. So what are you going to do? Right. Okay. So in this unrealistic scenario, uh, I'm going <laughs> to press on even though it wouldn't happen. Side note, I never want to go to Mount Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Noted and confirmed. Uh, I think if this ridiculity actually happened and there was no fire starting, it's raining, you said, too, probably? No, I just said it's cold. fall and it's cold at night. It's fall, it's cold. It's not raining, though. Okay. Right. I think I would, I would attempt to start a fire, which I actually might try to do this coming trip or in the future. I could try the old st- uh, start a fire the old-fashioned way with the wood sticks and rocks. I might okay, try that. So even specifically, really what are you going to do with the wood sticks and the rocks? You going to start knocking rocks together? What, what think about think about Castaway with Tom Hanks. And okay. Something of that nature. If that is not working, or let's say it starts drizzling, it's just not going to happen. Um, I think body heat is key. So my even though it's you know a little maybe a little locker roomish, I would. I would try to huddle together with the guys and maybe in a giant, you know, I don't know, put us under one sleeping bag or two sleeping bags and like try to like seal it as best as possible. Okay. If there's any kind of like shelter out of the, I don't, you know, you said it's not raining. So trying to start a fire the old fashioned way, I would try to insulate as best as I could to increase the R value like we were talking about with like sleeping mats and stuff like that for sure. Um, anything I can do to get the body temperature up. Um, whether that's finding some, I think I saw Bear Grylls do this one time in a really loud, or was it Survivor Man? I can't remember which guy it was. They got like, uh, was it like pine needles or some kind of like, was it pine needles? Something, something like that. And they stuffed their clothes with something like that. I don't know how successful that would be, but if I can't find other things that I already have, like extra clothes and just put them on, layer my clothes. That would be an option. If that's mm. not working, I would try to stuff anything, I don't know, anything dry, but, you know, I would just try to stay close together with the guys and, and huddle yeah. up. I remember a couple times it was raining for us and we got under like somebody's jacket, literally, and just stood there while, I think it was you and, and maybe Nolton, like we're setting up camp and it's like torrential downpour. Right. I don't, And we didn't have a fire that night, so... Um, we just try to stay together and close. Or you get out the tent, put up the tent, and just oh wait, we don't have a tent. Sorry, we don't have a tent because wait, wait, wait. Let me just let me just clarify. Pull there's the matches while you're at it. There's there's five guys. Did you say five guys? <laughs> Pull up the matches. Yeah, yeah. How many guys are on this trip? Me, Chris is awesome. Section hiker, Steve and Ryan. So yeah. there's five guys. I think I think it threw Adam. In so there I, too, so there's lots of there's lots of guys. 
You're saying we forgot a tent, so I w- I'll get out the other tent, which we clearly would have brought, and jam us all in there <laughs> and stay in there. That's what I would do. <laughs> That's a terrible answer right there. Okay. <laughs> we forgot two I, tents I now? I like, the really? scenario and make it my own stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just using common okay. sense. I, I like, I w- I'm going to say that you passed if the weather doesn't roll in, but since you're on Mount Washington, the likelihood of that, uh, kind of slim. So <laughs> here's so unrealistic. Here's, <laughs> okay, what's unrealistic <laughs> that you forgot the tent? We all forgot fire starting stuff, and we forgot multiple tents now, not one tent. Um, You're saying we forgot? We had to forget two tents at least. We're not going to carry yeah. a six man tent. I, I just kind of wanted to include all the different names, so that kind of yeah made us have possibly forgetting two tents. <laughs> I found the hole in your argument. Right you kind of did. But oh man, that's funny. The, the idea was, what are you gonna do without a tent? What are you gonna do without the, without the matches? So here's what I like what you did. I like that you tried to start the fire. I don't know that Tom Hanks had the best solution there. There's there's lots of different ways <laughs> to start. You want right, to have a, right, right, right. I t- already mentioned that you typically have the parachute cord, so you could make a bow and twist right. that wood, and you you want to have like a little notch in the wood and um, start correct, the fire that way. Correct. You didn't mention that, so I'm gonna say you probably wouldn't have had the fire going. But, but I, I do, knew that. Yeah, knew yeah. That. I like I like the huddle stuff, and I like the stuffing your shirt with like the pine needles or some sort of insulation. I think that actually is an effective mm-hmm. strategy. If you're Chris Wimberly, you might actually, if you had the tent, you just start throwing that stuff inside the tent if you got really cold. But um, true. <laughs> that's a t- true. different story. But I think that if the weather's going <laughs> to roll in, you want to build a shelter. So you know you're in New Hampshire. There's plenty of trees around creating multiple lean-tos and then using those pine needles or other vegetation mm. as kind of, um, yeah, like insulation, waterproofing the, the shelter. I think that wouldn't take that long, and I think it's very doable. No. Yeah, I think that's doable, too. And I, I think, too, if it's not raining, it's I'm assuming there's wind, and wind is a beast. So I think, like you were saying, like make some kind of makeshift shelter to get out of the wind. Yeah. That just makes everything worse, right. you know, cold life. You know what? Chris is awesome. Probably would have been smart enough to, to point that out some, some of the other guys. Although, to make the, the scenario more realistic, he since he does a lot of solo hiking, I would think that he would have mm-hmm. brought his own solo tent. So I don't think you're fitting all the guys in the tent. So he would have been fine. We could, but, we, we could do yeah. it. We could find a okay. way. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, so I th- I'm going to say that you passed the first one for sure. Jessica passed her Lake of the Ozark situation, and you passed with no weather, but with the weather rolling in, I'm going to say fail on that one. <laughs> fail. Yeah. I'm going to say fail on the scenario because it would never happen, but I like the challenge. Okay. Well, if you so, think it's never going to happen, like like I said, people die on Mount Washington every year. No, I, I don't doubt that. I'm saying if I'm going with a group of five guys, four or five guys I've never met, you better believe I'm going to double check all the gear and bring fire. I think by the time yeah. you would have done this scenario, you would have met these guys. And sure. especially sectionhiker.com, like, like he'll probably be your friend at some point. <laughs> you have an obsession now with Section Hiker. Just <laughs> okay. because you're jealous of the great material that we found. He does have material. a lot of really good material on his website. And he has, he, it looks like he is a gearhead and he goes through his stuff. So I actually would recommend his site if you were looking to buy it. Wait, 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 wait. I feel like, I feel like. I feel like I need an apology then. Like the mockery was so intense. Let me put it this way. If we can get sectionhiker.com onto our podcast, I'm not going to back down from some of the other stuff I said with challenging some of the ambiguous nature of things like you can't really fit two people in a two person tent. Like I'm not backing down from that. I'm going to challenge you on that. 
But look, I, I will challenge him with you. I'm not saying I agree with everything. I'm just saying it's it's entertaining. And okay. there were some good things in there for sure. Well, and that's why we had the podcast. You know, it's all about entertainment. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you found some. I'm proud of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would have thought with your Googling skills, you would have found where I got my answers, but mm. we can work on that. Yeah, I don't spend that much time on it. Okay. Yeah. It's time for the trivia. And even though this whole episode was kind of just big, like, role-playing, Dungeons and Dragons-ish kind of trivia, I'm, because of that, I'm just going to make the trivia nice and simple. And, Ooh, right. yeah, I'm not going to go through trivia questions I found on the, on the internet. We've kind of done a similar trivia question before related to movies. We're going to okay. relate this one to TV shows. I want you to tell me five hmm. TV shows that oh, are wow. survival-themed. Oh, okay. Survivor. Okay. Um, the Amazing Race. <laughs> uh, no, I reject that one. Amazing Race is a race. Okay, I'll, it's not I'll, a survival thing. Okay, I'll say, I'll say there was a show for one season called Lost where, I don't know if I told you this, they, blind, they helicoptered a bunch of people, a group of people, blindfolded them, dropped them in the middle of nowhere, and later they found out it was the middle of the Mongolian desert with nothing but a backpack some food, a little bit of money, and they're like, you have to make it back to America. Ready, go. And then they had a, they had a sat phone if they wanted to bail out and you know quit. Okay. So I would say that show. So isn't there also another show so called two. Lost where there was like six seasons and a smoke monster? There is that show, Lost, which started out strong and then got weak toward the end. Mm, as we I all still know. liked it. I still liked it, too. Okay. Um, okay, so I'd say Lost. I would say, what was the first one I said? Um, Survivor. Survivor. I would say Survivor Man, okay. Bear Grylls, or Survivor shows. Yeah. Uh, the fifth one, I would say. It, oh, uh, okay. So there is a show called Alone. Mm-hmm. I think it's out right now. Actually, yep. it's on TV right now. It's Alone. You got to just you know, they put you out there and alone, and you got to survive for a few days, okay. or maybe it's longer. So there you go. You got it, man. That that was easy. There was there's some other shows. I didn't actually come up with a list of my own because I feel like this is a. Pretty straightforward one. There's there's like Naked and Afraid, which I would never watch, but it's it's out there. Oh yeah, yeah. There's naked and Afraid. We mentioned Dual Survival a few times. That one's mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. And we Netflix Netflix has some good ones for sure. Bear Grylls had for one season. He had a game show type where you had to survive, and then like he eliminated people instead of saying like you're fired, he would say you'd never get out alive. And that was his, <laughs> that was his game show. <laughs> I don't think I saw that yeah, one. And it was people would make like silly mistakes that they could still overcome. But according to him, like, you just never, you never got out of line. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. It was pretty funny. Um, he's done stuff where, where you're on an island and you had to survive for a period of time. There's been he's he's kind of mm. run shows like that. The actual mm. show that I was referring to, Lost, the the one with six seasons, like technically that was a survival show because they had to overcome a plane crash. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll, we'll qualify. Yeah, that. for sure. And yeah, there's just been a bunch. There's been some. I saw one. I couldn't tell you the name of it. There was one where it was like somebody has no survival skills, but they have like an mm. earpiece in with a survival expert telling them exactly what to do and how to get out, and then they had to like follow the directions basically. And they had a camera really? so they could, the survival expert could see where they were going. It sounded really cool. didn't really play out very well. It didn't last very long. But there's I, a lot. It could be challenging still. You know, some people don't follow directions very well. That's know? true. Like forgetting tents. Right. Exactly. Well, we had some people that forgot sleeping bags. But I don't want to say 
Rocky who that was. <laughs> okay. But it, it was a challenge. So, uh, yeah, that was a good trivia. I like that one. Nice show. Let's wrap it up. I think we're going to stop there today, guys. Thanks again for joining. And as always, give us a review on the Apple Podcast uh, site. Uh, that'll be great to get a review for a number of reasons to help the podcast get better, more popular, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Leave us your reviews and comments, stories, anything you want on Facebook. We love hearing that stuff. You guys are awesome, and uh, it's been exciting to see the Backpacking and Blisters family grow. And we keep to we hope to keep giving you guys some great shows. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. And remember, guys, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. Take care. I want to fly around the world. Oh, wow. I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. I got to survive. All Carl left me in my go bag was peanut butter and cow dung. I don't know why he does this. I don't know why he does this to me. But you know what? I am going to survive. And I saw Bear Girls eat or drink out of cow dung. So I'm going to do that. Leave the peanut butter as a trap to deter these, these bears from me. Or, or whatever is out here. Um, but I don't know why he would drop me in the middle of this, you know, godforsaken country with all these snakes. But <sighs> good thing I got this poop and this peanut butter, man. Carl knows what he's doing. I'm going to trust him. He wouldn't plan a trip where I would die. Thanks, Carl. to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You go out there and the fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.